Welcome everybody back to another uh, Lakutam Aran Shear. Uh, as our weekly shears, we've been giving them, we've been learning, delving into the depths of Hispoidus. So before we begin, just two heads up, two, I guess, announcements. One is this shear should be a Rafu Shalema for Reb Chaim Kramer, the head of the Breslov Research Institute, who is... Uh, He's recovering from COVID. He's in his house now. He's on his way up, but apparently he still has a long way to recovery, so he should have Rufu Shalema. Uh, the second thing is, Baruch Hashem, these shirim are now also going to be up on the BRI website, the Breslov Research Institute website, and on their YouTube channel and whatnot. So hopefully it will take it to a larger audience. So I'm happy about that. Uh, what's one more word? Okay, that's, that's it. So I'm being pretty much enjoying the shira myself, and they, uh, it's just fascinating plummeting the depths of Hispoidus in this way that we've been learning about. So this is the fourth class, and I hope by now that these lessons haven't been theoretical to everyone, and that you've actually started doing Hispoidus and started doing personal prayer and beginning your journey with this. So as we've been learning about the simplicity of it all, the amazing, the amazing simplicity of just talking to God in your own words to speak with God like you'd speak with a friend. Uh, again, outside of the standardized feelus. And uh, for me personally, I feel like these shirim have been so encouraging for me to relearn and reevaluate this because it's something that I've been doing for probably over 10 years now. And you know, you kind of fall off the bandwagon, you feel like. What am I doing? I'm not accomplishing anything. Who am I speaking to? And here was this amazing universal Eitzah that is constantly needs encouragement, constantly needs chizuk. And Rabbi Nachman was the one who really encouraged us in this more than anyone. There are so many Torahs and lessons about this. Even preparing the class, it's like, what do you choose? There's so many diamonds here. There's so many nuggets here to choose from. So where do you even begin? So it's been, again, it's been an amazing, it's been an amazing journey for myself preparing this year. I mean, getting back into this, being able to do every day for a half hour every day at night and to use this time to reevaluate my goals and where am I heading in life and take stock in myself. And it's, again, it's amazing how, it's amazing how, how quick a person could come back to themselves that no matter how lost you think you are, no matter what you feel like you're up against. So with Hispoidus, this universal advice, this universal aids of Hispoidus, so it's really amazing how quickly a person could, could, could find themselves again. And again, it's, you don't have to be a Talmud Chacham. You don't have to be a big tzaddik. You don't have to know anything. You don't even have to be Jewish to talk to God. Anyone could talk to God, and that's, that's an amazing thing. So uh, what we're going to talk about tonight in regards to the spot is what we're going to learn. We're going to learn a little bit in Lakut Maran. We have a piece from Mesila Shisharim, good old Ramchal, and we have our Parsha connection as usual. Hopefully, we'll get to everything. And one of the things that we're going to speak about tonight is, among many reasons, but one of the reasons why people uh, have no mental clarity. One of the reasons why people find themselves completely scatterbrained, uh, stressed out and worried, 
And we're gonna we're gonna get into that. Ruby Nachman spoke about these things as length. So we're going to see, hold on, someone messaged me over here. Let's see, there is a message. It says make sure to let people in the room. I don't think there's anyone waiting. I tried getting rid of that feature that people could just come right in, right? That I, I didn't have to let anyone in the room over here. So I think I think I'm doing good on that end, learning the tech. Uh, okay, so now we're gonna jump right in. I'm gonna do a screen share. Let's do a screen share. Let me pull up the text over here. Okay, let me click screen share. And we have over here. Okay, tonight we are going to be learning uh, in the second chilek of Lekut Maran, lesson Yud. So it's Lekut Maran Tenyana, lesson 10. It's a short lesson, short in words. I have it highlighted over here. Everyone can see that? It's highlighted on the screen share. Let's see if I can make it fit the page, stretch it out a little bit. Oh, that didn't do much. Okay, but we got it anyways. So we have it up here on the screen share. And I guess we'll just, we'll just jump right in over here. So it's on the bottom of the page. This is the reason or that, that the world is far from God. And they do not come close to Hashem. This is because they don't have any Yishuv Hadas. This is going to be a, a key word here. They don't have any tranquility. They don't have any mental clarity. They don't have any... Uh, they don't have a quiet mind, they have a very busy mind. They do not take time to sit themselves down. And the main thing is, is that a person should sit themselves down, they should sort themselves out very well. To think about and clarify for themselves what is the point of all desires and all things in this world? Right? Whether it is desires that enter into the body, like food or uh, clothing, or whether they're desires that are outside the body, right? like honor, like there are certain desires, a person wants nice clothing, they want nice shirts, they want a nice car, uh, whatever it is that they want. But then there are more subtle desires. There are more overt desires like honor, kinna, covet, and cost, jealousy, wanting to be like other people, and prestige, fame. These are other desires that are often more elusive because, again, they're not, they're not necessarily tangible. They're not tangible. Hold on over here. Okay. Just checking the screen share. You guys could see that well? Okay. So a... Uh, those are more subtle desires. So Rabbi Nachman is saying that the reason why people don't have mental clarity is because they don't, they don't have yishuv hadas. They don't have clarity, which means they don't sit themselves down. Yishuv means to sit and das means your mind. That they don't sit their minds down. They don't take time to physically sit themselves down, sit their minds down, and think about what is the purpose of all of everything that's going on. So I just want to expound on this piece a little bit before we move on, before we move on to what Maury says, right? That, let's see if I could stop the screen share over here and we'll go back, pause share. Is, there, is everyone back? Am I in the full screen? 
Yeah. Find the full screen, everyone. Hold on. I'm going to stop the share. Okay. Back in the full screen. So one of the implications over here is that it's an amazing thing that our problem is, is that we don't have yeshivadas. We don't take time to sit ourselves down to really think about what is the purpose of this world? What is the purpose of my life? What is the purpose of everything that's happening? So the implication over here is, is amazing that if everyone would sit themselves down, if people would actually sit and stop being busy with this world and take time for themselves, what would happen is a person would actually regain mental clarity, which means everyone's mind is so, so busy. So when you have a busy mind, you have a lot of thinking on your mind, that leads to anxiety, that leads to worry, that leads to stress, that leads to fear and all these things. But when we're miyashiv ardas, when we settle our mind, when we take time in personal prayer to do his blade to this, to take time for ourselves and clarify for ourselves and just let our minds literally sit, that our lives are so busy, we just need to sit down in a chair, stop whatever we're doing, and let our minds settle by thinking about the deeper nature of life and the important things, the important things. So people don't realize this. It's very, very simple point over here because with all the stress and anxiety and depression and the mental health issues that I see in my practice, right? People don't realize that if they, the answer comes from within themselves, which means if they would just take time to settle their minds, they would get have significantly more mental clarity. But because they're not being the yash of their das, they're not sitting their minds down and thinking uh, and just let, literally, literally the little Taich translation of the word, Yishuv Hadas, sit your mind down. Just let your mind be. Instead of having such a busy, 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 busy mind and constantly overthinking, overanalyzing, re-evaluating, judging, judging yourself, judging everyone else, right? If you would just let your mind be, and you would just sit it down like you sit in a chair, you're like, oh, right? So all of a sudden, you would have mental clarity. You would be back in your resilience that we're all wired with. So it's, it's an amazing thing. I once heard, I once read uh, from a life coach, uh, Michael Neal. I read a muscle about this, a metaphor. So he says that, he says, and I, sh I share this with my clients a lot. He says, if you picture a snow globe and you picture uh, shaking up that snow globe, and running after every flake in the snow globe, you would be utterly run down and exhausted. But if you know the nature of a snow globe is to leave it alone and the dust settles on itself, you'd stop shaking it and you leave it alone, right? So it's the same thing with our minds, that the way our minds work is that uh, if we let go of our thinking or if we just we take time to ourselves to settle our mind, specifically through his this and personal prayer, right? So what happens is, is that your mind settles. Your mind, now you reach mental clarity, just like in the snow globe. If you're chasing after every thought that you have whizzing around your mind constantly over and 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 obsessing and replaying, revisiting, rewinding, and everything like that. So what happens is, it takes you out of your mental clarity. But when you're mayashiv, your das, when you sit down, when you let a snow globe go, right, and you stop shaking it, so now you're back in your mental clarity, you have clarity of mind, you have peace of mind, and now your deeper nature is able to come out in a much, much more uh, significant way.
Awesome, right guys? Awesome. Awesome. We're going to go back to the screen share over here. We're going to read more. So you see how you can't stress this enough. You see how important his spider this is because when you do his spider this, you're literally taking time for yourself every single day. No day. You shouldn't miss any days. If you do, that's okay too, but you should try to make every day. And I, uh, you take time to settle your mind. And when you settle your mind, you're able to see through all the illusions of this world. You're able to reevaluate yourself. You're able to think what I do here, what I do there. You're able to talk to God just like you talk to a friend. Okay. Reading more. Screen shares on? Okay. Achda. We're on the top of the page over here. Achda. But you should know, through depression, it's impossible to rule over your mind in a certain way. It's impossible to redirect your mind. Your mind gets, as people say, your mind is hijacked, right? Therefore, it becomes considerably harder to sit down. If you're so busy, and you're saddened by life, the last thing you want to do is sit down. It's hard to settle your mind. Only through happiness and joy, then a person has greater flexibility over the happenings of their mind. And you're able to settle your mind. Because happiness comes from the world of freedom. Like it says in Yeshaya, with simcha you'll go out. Right? The Pasuk over there is talking about that with simcha uh, you'll go out of Gullus. The Pashub shot over there is really referring to how in the times of Mashiach, everyone's going to leave uh, their depression aside and they're going to come with simcha. They're going to be a, uh, coming to Eretz Yisrael very, very happy. But the drush over here, the many Hasidic farms say this, and Rabbi Nachman saying this, with simcha you're going to go out, which means that through simcha, through happiness, a person is able to go from exile to redemption, which means whatever a person finds themselves stuck in, in life, wherever a person finds themselves in exile, they find themselves in Gullus. So with simcha, with happiness, you're able to go out of Gullus, right? Which means in this context, what he's saying is when a person takes time to do a spade of this, to talk to Hashem, to settle their minds, to let their minds settle themselves, right? So now a person raises levels of consciousness and it becomes easier to redirect your thinking in the type of way that you want to. But when you're depressed, and you don't take time to settle your mind, and you're filled with worry and anxiety and stress and everything like that, which we all are at different times, myself included. I'm no different than anyone else. But when we're like that, it becomes significantly harder for us to make clear decisions, make better choices, and to just be happy with ourselves and talk to Hashem. But as he's saying, but when you're happy, then you're able to settle your mind and obviously, these complement each other because if you're able to settle your mind, you'll be happy. When you're happier, when you're besimcha, so then you're also able to settle your mind at the same time. Going, reading more. Therefore, when you join happiness into your mind, then your mind and your das, your wisdom, is free. 
And it's not in exile anymore. Then a person's able to uh, redirect their mind, like uh, redirect their mind according to how they want, and then and settle their mind. Because now your mind is set free and it's not imprisoned. Through exile, a person's mind does not settle. Like Chazal say in the Gemara Megillah, on the people of Ammon and Moab, of those nations, that right? That they, apparently the people of Ammon and Moab had more settled minds because they were never exiled off their land. And in exile, uh, that we were in uh, Moab from our childhood, and they never went to exile. Therefore, they were able to have a certain level of mental clarity because they never, they never went into exile. So we see here a few things, just to speak about this piece a little bit over here, that, you know, when we have, when we have, when, we're, when, when we feel down and we feel so anxious, we feel so worried about things. So what essentially what happens is, is that we're falling to a lower level of consciousness. We're falling to constrictions, a, a very, a, uh, small way to see the world and because of that we feel totally uh in we feel imprisoned in our own mind in our own circumstances and then what happens is but when a person makes themselves happy and they engage in personal prayer they they engage in hispoidus they take time so now a person they're able to rule over their mind or they're able to redirect their thinking and their minds in order to take them out of uh, Gullus, their order to reach redemption. So, what for this is incredible, just as it is. This is amazing. This is amazing, guys. It's an ama- it's this is amazing, right? But there's a, there, one of the implications over here again is that uh, I think what this means, you know, is that we're not bound by circumstance, right? Because certainly there's a physical Gullus, right? And, and he is talking about that. There's a physical Gullus where in the diaspora, you go to Eretz Yisrael, right? And, uh, and the people of Moab and Ammon, they had a certain uh, mental clarity because they never left. They were never in exile. But I think what this, is, what this means also is that regardless of the circumstance that you find yourself in life, regardless of whatever is happening outside of you, it can be in Corona 2020, hashtag, what's up, right? So... The thing is, is that when you're feeling down and depressed, then you feel totally imprisoned. But then when you're feeling calm and your mind is settled, so that same circumstance of being homebound or being quarantined or whatever it is that you're up against in your life, right? You experience that on a different level. Your entire experience of the outside world changes because Exile and redemption, Gullus and Geula, Rabbi Nachman's explaining, it doesn't only mean physical exile, but it means the person in whatever situation in life they find themselves. Not only necessarily, it's not only that you'll be taken out of that situation, 
but what it means on a personal level, it means that you're going to a, uh, you'll experience the situation that you're in in a completely different level, right? Because when you're happy, all boats rise with the tide. Life looks completely different and your experience of life looks different. And this all comes through, again, through personal prayer, through his spoiled to this, and just letting your mind settle, taking that time for yourself in order for you to let your mind settle in that type of way. Amazing, guys. Everyone's there. I see people are there. Okay. We're continuing. We'll, we'll, we'll have more questions in the end. I'll, leave, I'll definitely leave time for questions to hear from everybody. Let's see. We're going back to the screen share. Okay. Last paragraph in the piece over here. It's a small in size, large in impact. The lava lesimcha shahu, and how do you come to happiness? Again, what's one of the ways we've spoken about this before? Not only to talk about a spoiled of this, but you'll see there are many ideas in Kisve Breslov that repeat themselves. The lava lesimcha hu aliyadei mashim motzba atzmo ezinakudatova. How do you come to happiness? Is through finding the good that you have inside yourself. Kmavor al pasuk. Like we learned in the Pasuk, I'll sing to Hashem with my Odmi. That's in Torah Resh Pei Beis, I'll sing to my Hashem with my Odmi Atov. Uh, we have a whole series of Shirim. I think I did four or five Shirim just on uh, Torah Resh Pei Beis in Lukud Maran. So I and Sham over there. Okay. Uh, the Al Kopanim, Yeshlo Lismoch Bamesh Zachel Yos Mizer Yisrael. Shalom Asani Goy. So one way is, is through finding your deeper nature, finding your point of resilience, finding the good that lies inherently within inside of you, the innate resilience and the innate well-being that a person has found within inside themselves. And another way is to be happy at the very fact that you were created a yid. Shalom asani guy that Hashem didn't make you from the nations of the world. And Hashem separated us from all the nations of the world. Uh, that's an amazing thing. Something we always take for granted because a lot of times when we look at our mitzvahs, we start thinking, okay, what I do good and what didn't I do good? And what we'll see is that in all our mitzvahs, we'll find uh, alternative motives and different reasons why we may have done those mitzvahs. So you'll find that they're, they're not pure. But there's only one thing that we have that is completely pure. That's the very fact that we're created Jewish because it's something that we didn't choose ourselves. It's something that Hashem chose us. Hashem chose us amongst all the nations of the world. So we have a certain inherent uh, goodness about ourselves, but we always gonna, we could always rely on that fact even when we find ourselves knocked out for the 10 count, when we find ourselves in depression, worry, anxiety, uh, embattled relationships, you could always make yourself happy by realizing, saying, oh, Hashem chose me amongst all the nations of the world. So even though I don't feel that I have any good in me, Hashem must think that there's something good in me. Uh, moving on in the piece. Uh, and with all this, it's fitting that a person should take simcha, happiness, uh, to their mind. And this is what it says, the Gemara in a uh, Shabbos, it says that the Gemara uses this expression a few times. It talks about whether it's Badicha Daite, meaning they were in ex- 
an expanded consciousness. Consciousness. The, the, the literal translation "bedike" means like they were uh, happy or laughter. Daite their minds, like their minds were laughing. You know, which is an expanded it's state of expanded consciousness, which essentially they were happy, which is also a state of, of higher levels of consciousness. Which is a very big thing. To lift your simcha up and implant it in your mind. And then your mind, your brain becomes free. Total freedom. And you have Yishavadas mental clarity. And also above, this creates a... Uh, a certain yichud, a unification of Hashem's name, all through the bedicha daite. So you see over here how important it is every day to sit and talk to Hashem. You see that through talking to God, you know, that our minds are totally filled, that we're running here, we're running there. And I think, if I could say such a thing, you know, I mean, certainly we want uh, COVID and Corona to end, but I think one of the hidden brachas here is actually, I was talking with Effie about this, my wife, uh, earlier today, is that, is that a, uh, everyone's schedules got completely obliterated. So all our habits, everything that we're used to doing, getting up late, getting up early this time, all the daily grind got completely, completely obliterated. So the habits and things that we were used to doing, uh, the reset button got hit on them. So people are able to do things that they weren't necessarily able to do. And it causes, uh, it, it, for some, it causes a certain level of yeshiva das, that they're able to settle their mind. Now, I'm not pretending that it's not hard. And certainly it's unfortunate circumstances. And if you saw me the other day, I was exploding on my kids, running back and forth from all the Zoom sessions, trying to get them in and uh, having space for myself also. But... I think the point is, is that, is that as Rabbi Nachman's saying, like when you know that you're that the possibility to go from uh, Gullus to Geula is takes place in your mind. When you know the possibility for to go from exile to redemption is a mental process. It's a spiritual mental process that takes place in your mind. So you understand that you're only one thought away from mental clarity. You start to understand that if your mind would be settled, you'd actually feel happier and you'd experience uh, the difficult situation as not difficult anymore. It's not even that you'll experience it differently, but it could be that when you, when you have less on your mind and your mind is settled, so you experience that situation on a completely different plane. It's not just you feel differently about it. It's that you experience on a you you begin to experience on a on a deeper on a deeper level so it's liberating it's liberating and again to keep bolstering this point that this is what happens when a person does despite this when a person does despite this they're able to i see this for myself i see this so much for myself like you know like instead of looking at it like check done you know but there's so much opportunity and there's so much gain and there's so much uh enjoyment that comes from just speaking to God, taking time every day to speak to God outside of standardized fila, just like you'd speak to a friend, just like you speak to anyone. You can tell God whatever's on your mind. And there are so many, there's so many benefits that come along with it. There's so many benefits that come along with it. Rabbi Nachman 
is explaining that when you miyashiv yirdash, you settle your mind, a person reaches greater mental clarity. Okay. It's going well, guys? Just doing a check-in. Any questions? Anyone have anything to say? You could pipe up. Do you have any questions? I'll give a pause yeah. for questions. I have a question. Go for it. So, so when you have Yishev Hadat, how long can you stay in that spot? And when you stay in that spot, are you living in the Geula? Okay, the question is, I'm just repeating. How long can a person maintain mental clarity for Yishev Hadas? And if a person has Yishev Hadas, is that their personal Geula? So that's a really good question. Uh, are they, are no. they living? It's not... It's are they living? Okay. Are they living in Geula? Are they living in Geula? So it's okay. a little it's a little bit of a complicated question. There's a lot implied. I'll tell you what I think and how I understand it. Uh, one part is is that uh, th there's infinite. I'll say this little of a hagdama over here. There's infinite levels of consciousness and wisdom a person could experience in life. There's infinite potential, there's infinite bliss a person could experience of kirvas elokim, of closeness to God, and expanded states of consciousness, and infinite amount of well-being and resilience that we all have in our lives. However, however, one, on the other hand, on the other hand, I, one of the one of the uh, ways Hashem design, designed us is that it's also impossible to stay in mental clarity 100% of the time, always, and never have a dip in your clarity. As Rabbi Nachman said many times, uh, you have to be a Bucky Baratza, Bucky Bishav. You have to be an expert in Yeridas and Elias running and returning ascent and descent, which means Rabbi Nachman understood the way Hashem created uh, the human experience as such is that it goes up and down. So while on one hand, a person could experience a tremendous amounts of levels of clarity and expanded levels of consciousness, well-being, happiness, bliss, good moods, whatever you want to call it. It's really all the same word for the same thing. On the other hand, uh, there is an acknowledgement that is very, very important that you can't stay on the same level always, and that's built by design. As even Rabbi Nachman said about himself, uh, in one of his Torahs called Prostic Yid, Simple Jew, he said, there are times where all my levels have been taken from me and I can't remember anything, nothing. All my madrigas, all my wisdom, everything, I'm a total simple Jew, nothing. Can't even, nothing, can't remember anything at all, right? So, well, on one hand, again, there's, there, there's infinite potential. On the other hand, realizing that you can't always be in mental clarity. And I think that's one of the reasons for this. One of the reasons for this is that it reminds you of that truth, that if you take time every day to remind yourself of that truth, that's certainly a good thing. Additionally, even when we reach a high level of consciousness, not, I'm not saying that's the goal even. The goal is to be a kosher yid, but if a person happens to uh, reach states like that, it's only a state on a certain level because there are so many levels. And ultimately in exile, right? As he's saying in Gullus, right? Gullus is a low state of consciousness. So until the ultimate redemption happens, when I mean Mashiach reveals himself and there's a Tchiyas HaMesim and we ain't no Lam Haba, I ain't Lo Rasa, something that the human eye has never seen in their lives before, 
we're going to realize that even when we thought we were on a high state of consciousness, we were on a low state of consciousness the entire time. Because by definition, that's what exile is. So it's only kind of within a rooftop, so to speak. And this is what David Melech says in Tehillim, Hayinu uh, we'll be like dreamers when Mashiach comes. We're going to be like dreamers. What's the comparison to a dreamer? Is that you wake up from a dream and you're like, oh, I was dreaming. Well, I didn't know. That was a dream. And so too for us, when Mashiach ultimately reveals himself, we're going to see, whoa, I was dreaming the whole time. I thought I wasn't, but I was. Means there are levels of things going on in the world that we're completely unaware of. Even when we think we know, as Rabbi Nachman explains in a... uh, Sichas Aran, maybe lesson three, lesson two, he says that the main thing of knowing is knowing that you don't know. Which means even when we think we know, there are millions of levels beyond that, millions of perceptions, millions of ideas, millions of, uh, again, altered states, states of consciousness, feelings of well-being and bliss that we're completely unaware of exist. So on one hand, when a person reaches mental, a certain state of mental clarity, it could be that uh, they have their personal redemption, yeah. But on the other hand, it's always countered out. And it's also, and, and a person could raise levels and stay on a higher level, right? But, <laughs> but on the other hand, there's an acknowledgement of the human experience, especially in the context of exile, of Gullus, that we're always going to go back to no levels. We're always going to have Eurydice and Leah's. We're always going to be a Bucky Barutz and Bucky Bashav. We're always going to go in and out of clarity. We're always going to go in and out of feeling states because people always want to be happy. But it's really against the human experience to always feel happy 100% of the time. There's no such thing. But what Rabbi Nachman taught is you could reach a level of clarity where you could be dancing in the rain. You could reach a level of clarity. You could be okay with not being okay. And this is what he said. This really wasn't our topic tonight, but you have to be an expert in running and returning. You have to be a bucky baratza, a bucky bashav. What does it mean an expert? Just say you have to go through it. No, you have to know that the way we're designed is to go in and out of states. And therefore you can be okay with not being okay. Right? That it's, it's a very deep thing what I'm saying. Because that itself is a certain level of redemption. Understanding that you could dance in the rain, that you could tolerate any emotional experience no matter how bad it is. But then when you come to a spite of this, to bring it back to what you come to a spite of this, you're like, ah, I understand, right? You're able to have yishuv hadas. You're able to settle your mind. You're able to reach your nekudas tovas, your points of resilience. You're able to see, uh, in a certain way, your, your deeper nature. So this is incredible. That, that, there was a, that's a great answer. This is incredible. That's a very interesting answer, yeah. Now, I, right. I, I want to, I have a piece in Masila Shasharam, good old fast Masila Shasharam. Maybe I'll just, because of time's sake, maybe I'll just read a part of it. I don't have to necessarily go through the whole thing over here. Uh, but there's definitely a part that I want to read. I'm going to do a screen share over here. Let's do the screen share. And we are in the screen share. Okay, boom, in the screen share. So this is Perik Bays in uh, Masila Shasharam, Shar Zahiras. This is a great saver. I love Masila Shasharam, it's classic. 
right? So he's going to say basically the same thing that Rabbi Nachman says that we have to take time every day and people are running after things and we don't ever take time to settle our minds. And we have to take the per- time of personal prayer in order to try to reach greater mental clarity. So he says, Biber midas hazihiras. What does it mean to be watchful? That person needs to be careful in their actions. And in what they do. Think about and contemplate your ways. If they're good or not. In order that a person shouldn't leave their soul to totally being destroyed, And a person shouldn't walk in darkness. A person shouldn't just be by rote and just be like a blind person walking in darkness. And this is for sure, if you think about it intellectually, you'd see you don't want to walk in, dark, in darkness. Okay, hold on, I'm just skipping a little bit over here. I'm going to stop the share. We're going to go to the next piece over here. Hold on. Okay. Let me, uh, let me do the screen share on this one now. That is, I think it's this piece. Is it sharing? Do you got, oh no, I clicked the wrong piece. Hold on. Technology glip. Whoop, whoop. Let's see. No, sharing the wrong piece again. Is it? Is it sharing? Okay. I'm going to stop the screen share just because, just because I can't figure out how to do it properly. There are too many windows popping up on my, on my computer. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to read it inside. I have the safer right here. Okay. Vine and Yirmiyo Anavi said, "Hayamis onen al roa b'nei doro b'nei hiyosim negum b'nega hamidazos," and he says that. The people in the times of Yirmiyahu, so they were inflicted with this. They would hide their eyes from their actions in order to think about what am I doing? Whether they should do it or whether they should leave it. And Yirmiyahu said, and I think this really, I was thinking about this, which was really the connection over here. Right? A person's not satisfied with their evilness, saying, no one says this to themselves, that they should all return from running around like a, sort, like a horse going out to war. They, what this means, they go very quickly and run after uh, wherever their feet take them that they don't take, they don't leave any time for themselves to think about what they're doing. So they're like a blind person walking in darkness because they fall into ra, a misdirection in life or wondering how they ended up in a certain place like a blind person. They never actually took time to think about what they're doing. And had they taken time to think about what they're doing, so then they wouldn't fall in that way. Like Rabbi Nachman saying, people don't have Yeshiva Das because they're running. Like Yirmiyahu saying, like the Mishila Shishar was teaching us, we have to think about these things. 
and what he meant by think about these things is taking time every day to talk to Hashem and to analyze what's going on in your life. Klal, now he, now he sums up. At the end of the parak, he gives a sum up. Klalo shel davar. The general rule is, Sarech ha'adam liyos mizbonin b'sichlo tamid b'kolzman u'bizman kavuolo b'hitbodo. A person needs to think about, in their mind, a set time every single day b'hitbodo. There you go, hispoididus. To do hispoididus. To be in isolation. And think about what is the proper path that I should go on. And you think about, am I going the right way? Are my actions good? What happened to me? Why did I get so angry at my kids? Why did I lose it? So you see, despite this personal prayer is not just a breast thing, right? It's the Sharum. He said, you should take time every day. It's not just a wacky breastlift thing, right? To take time every day and think about what you're doing. And this is what Yirmiyoah said. Yirmiyoah Novi said, what's the problem with the generation? The problem with the generation is they're not taking time to be Miyashiv their Das. They're like a horse going out to war. And, and I'm not, uh, I don't mean this in a negative way, you know, because I'm like that at times too. I'm guilty as charged. I'm totally guilty as charged. I fall into the same traps as everyone else does, right? But I, uh, it's important as we learn this to remind ourselves of these things and to, to implement every day, to take time to talk to God just like you talk to anyone else. And they, uh, now for the Parsha connection. Should we jump right into the Parsha connection, everyone? Shai, you there? Yeah, I'm here. It's Yuri. You don't see me. Uh, <laughs> just, I know I want to... <laughs> Go, I just say it's very nice. So what you're saying, I, I, I was a little late today. So and I only heard the last 10 minutes or so there was a, uh, a shloshim for someone who actually lives in North Woodmere. And it was a real tearjerker. It was very, very difficult. And, uh, you know, I'm happy I caught at least this part of it. It's fun. But um, that's the airplane, by the way, you probably hear it as well. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, the theme, but the theme is very nice, connecting to what you just said, the theme essentially of all the children and the friends and the family and the fathers and the rabbi and the people he worked with, every single one of them said, you know, what, what we're learning is if only they would have spent the time and, you know, that they had Beautiful. and, and, you know, really like use that time. And that's basically what you're saying is like, use that time to reflect. This is, it's so limited. We don't even realize it. Like we're just we're flying through here. We don't even realize it. And That's right. it takes something like that. And, you know, the kids are sitting there at 10 years old, 12 years old without a father thinking, you know, if only they would have spent every last minute uh, properly and, and reflecting and, and talking to their father, like, like uh, using that close connection. Like, I guess we, we do, we should with Hashem as well. But a father, Beautiful. Well said, Yuri. Yuri, thank you for joining. I'm happy. Yeah, you really switched the moods here. It's great. Okay. So we're going to do our Parsha connection now, and we're going to have a Sviver connection also. Uh, the Parsha connection is, I was trying to think, how does this apply to the Parsha? Because we always have to have our Parsha connection over here. So it's Akrimos Kedoshim. It's a double whammy. And what's the, what's the connection over here? Uh, one thing that I was thinking that connection is, is that, you know, they, they always darshan that these Parshas go together. Why? Because Akrimos, after a person dies, Kedoshim. Then they become holy, right? You see that, uh, you know, that if a person wants to have 
a holy afterlife, if you want to get to Shemayim and the ledger's clean, right? If you want to be Kadosh and go up to the next world in a very, very holy way, right? So that's, that's through Hispoidus. That's the Achremos Kadoshim. That after a person leaves this world and they want to go up to heaven, Kadosh, so that's through personal prayer. That's through taking time every single day to evaluate. Uh, and again, this is for me too. It's, it's for me also, right? To evaluate our ways and really see where we're going, right? And this was Nadav and Aviyu in this week's Parsha, right? So what was their thing? They went into the Kodesh. They, they had, had such a passion for Hashem. They had such a desire to come close to God that they went into the Kodesh Kedashim when they weren't supposed to go into the Kodesh Kedashim. But uh, many of the Hasidic Shasvarim explain that what would they die? It wasn't that you just went into the Kodesh Kedashim and died. that a person had such dveikas to Hashem, that a person had such kirvas elokim litov, they had such pure bliss, you know, from dveikas, from connection to God, going to the Kodesh Kedashim, the place of tefillah, that they only opened up on Yom Kippur to go lifnayu lifnim, to enter into otherworldly realms that their neshama just completely left their body. So while it was, they weren't supposed to do that, but what the Hasidic Shasfarim explained is that they died from Dveikas Tashem. They died from Kirva Selukim. They died through the Avoda of Tzila, through davening to God. That as we've mentioned, the person could speak to Hashem and reach such closeness to God. Of course, these are levels. And the main thing is, again, to be kosher and just simply speak to Hashem. But that they totally lose their soul in it uh, completely. As Rabbi Nachman spoke about these levels in several different places about totally being, again, you know, nafshi yash, he says, Abbasik in the Hillam says, nafshi yotza bidiburov, that his soul, your soul goes out with your speaking. Right, Amanti Kedabra, I believe because I spoke. There's something about speaking that brings out your soul, that your soul, Nafshi your soul goes out, and through personal prayer, through speaking to Hashem, you're able to express your innermost uh, pain and your innermost desires and your innermost good too. Right, as Rabbi Nachman says, you should say Tehillim, and when you come across Pesukim and Tehillim like Chasidani, you should think of yourself. I'm good too. I don't only have bad, I have good Nakudas Tovas as well. You know, so, so I think that's the Parsha connection. And uh, Svira connection, because we're in Svira, Rav Nassim says that the, one of the messages of Svira is that our days are Menuya Visvurov. Our days are numbered. Our days are counted. And really, we have to make the most of every day. And the way to make the most of every day is through talking to Hashem, through focusing on what do we really want out of life? What, where are we really going? Because otherwise, like the Masila Shasharam says, we get totally lost. We get lost in the illusion of this world and we don't realize it and it sneaks up on us, you know? And before you know it, you're doing things that you wouldn't ordinarily have done. But when your level of consciousness drops and you fall into a state of gullus, as we were saying, and you don't have that mental clarity, you don't take time for yourself, so what happens is, is that, what happens is, is that you, you, you lose sight like a blind person, right? And we get caught in the illusion of this life and it becomes very, very hard to see past its trimmings. So the message, one of the messages of Sphira is, is to see that there's something special happening every day, 
right? There's a new energy, chesed, shabbat chesed, vur shabbat chesed, netzah, right? Feres, netzah, right? There's something special happening every day. And if we take time to have yishev adas, if we take time to settle our minds, so what happens is, is that we're able to come in contact with that thing. We're able to be aware of that thing. But when we're not aware of that, we don't take time to settle our minds. We don't have mental clarity. So uh, we, again, we, we, we lose ourselves. Certainly, I feel like I'm always, I never have a good way to end this year. But I feel like certainly uh, in this time of quarantine and personal prayer, a, uh, we're able to engage in personal prayer. And I think one of the hidden blessings, one of the hidden, if you could say there's such tragedy, uh, you know, but I think, at least for myself, certainly we wanted to end, but one of the hidden blessings here is that we're forced in many ways to reevaluate our priorities in life. We're forced to say, whoa, what was going on here? Like I said before, like, whoa, was running all day with no breaks. Like, whoa, you know, so we're able to really take stock in ourselves and wake up to that. And I think that's one of the hidden blessings going on here is that, is that, Hashem put us in quarantine, in isolation. Hashem made us badad, in existence of isolation. But then again, there's mental isolation, right? And there's taking time for yourself to, to, to speak to Hashem, to be miyashiv, to miyashiv your das. So everyone should have a wonderful Shabbos. Shkoyach. Shkoyach, everyone. Shkoyach.